So we're part of the Vox team. We have a church called Vox Community um, and a podcast called the Vox Podcast. And uh, both communities generate loads of questions. Um, and uh, part of our podcast, sort of our slogan is talk about anything. And our church is safe to belong. And uh, so we feel like one of the ways we honor uh, those tags is by uh, taking questions. So here we go, Andy. What do we got? Okay. All right. Number one. All right. Here we go. What is your take on keeping the Sabbath day holy? It is one of the Ten Commandments of the Old Covenant, and I know Jesus is the New Covenant. True. However, Jesus said he had not come to abolish this law, but to fulfill it. That's true. I can find scriptural arguments for both sides. Okay. I like it. So, Sabbath day. Um, Short answer, uh, which is what you want, right, Andy? Is, uh, is that anything that belonged to the Old Covenant, unless we're Israelites living in those days, uh, we are not under that. So when it says that Christ came to not destroy the law but fulfill it, those are rabbinical terms we've actually talked about uh, in another answer um, on, I think, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, about the fact that Jesus is showing how to rightly interpret uh, the Torah. It's not that he's coming into, hey guys, um, you know, let's let's uh, recalibrate the Ten Commandments. Nope, Jesus Jesus does have commandments, of course. Jesus uh, summarized the 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 entire law under love God, love neighbor. Uh, so Sabbath does not fall under covenant law at all. It falls under wisdom. In other words, we're foolish if we don't do Sabbath keeping, but it's not that we're sinning if we don't. Um, it's just foolish. So so Sabbath for me is a wisdom command. Um, it's not a covenantal command because we're not we're not Israelites. And part of, I think, what Christians do with the Bible that, and I'm not saying you're doing it at all, uh, questioner, uh, is that they, we take a very flat approach to it and we just pull out bits and pieces and think the whole thing is relevant to us. And um, it is in ways about, you know, learning about what God is like and learning about the human condition. But when it terms to covenant stipulations, of which Sabbath was a big one, uh, Paul never repeats the Sabbath command uh, to Gentiles. Paul, you know, if you're not an Israelite, if you're not under the covenantal sacrificial system, um, I I think you can uh, can be safe in not keeping Sabbath. I just think it's foolish if you do not have a day of of rest where you unplug. And I think there are great reasons to honor the Sabbath. Um, But even then, if you're going to honor the Sabbath, it's Saturday. (laughs) It's not Sunday. So so we're already off there. So anyway, all that is to say, Great question. Um, it's wisdom. It's not a covenantal command. Hmm, wow. Well, then I am definitely a fool. <laughs> well, we've talked about that. We yeah. actually have talked about Andy's inability to rest. <laughs> okay. Uh, 11. Yep. And question number two. Okay. I work in an... Hello, int- 11. Yeah. I work... Oh, 12. I work in an intensive care unit. Why do Christians place so much faith in essential oils and so little <laughs> faith in science thanks oh that's so funny because i i have i have two dear friends who are huge essential oil fans and i'm always picking on them about just that's voodoo you know what the heck <laughs> so that's a great question so so what was the first part i work in a what an intensive care unit oh my goodness I okay all right first of all man that that's a rich question um i we've been taught 
both on the science side and on the faith side, that faith and science don't mix, that either they're opposed to each other or they deal with separate separate spheres. So faith is the subjective moral judgments and, you know, there's really nothing factually behind it. And science is evidence-based, empirical, uh, provable. Faith is not. So, you know, the two are never going to meet. So you either have been taught that they are opposed to each other um, or that, uh, that they, they don't interact at all. Uh, I'm somebody that, that thinks that faith and science are very much in congruency with each other, that learning about the body, learning about our world, learning about the universe uh, does not threaten us even remotely. I, I think so. On the one hand, I think that people, there's a, in, in some Christian circles, a skepticism about hardcore science that is simply part of our inheritance as the Christian subculture and an openness to alternative methods of medicine because of that skepticism. I also think there is just culturally in America, I think there's a, a very deep uh, and abiding uh, conspiracy theory mindset that all of us have that, you know, the far, big pharma companies don't have our best interests in mind yeah. and that our, that our food manufacturers, and, and there's some factual basis for this. So the idea that, that science is the end all and be all and that nothing outside of science has anything good to say. I think we're, I think we're skeptical of that. So, so some people have said, um, essential oils are great or supplements are great. And, and, you know, obviously you're somebody and I've, I've got a couple doctor friends that I've asked about supplements and are like, ah, they're just expensive pee. It's totally a waste. <laughs> some people swear by them. Some people don't, maybe it's the placebo effect, but I think you're raising a bigger question. Um, I, I do think of uh, science is absolutely critical to the human enterprise. It's in found in Genesis. It is absolutely a big deal. I think that, um, that, uh, there are times though, that science is elevated as the only form of knowledge worth knowing, um, or the only form of knowledge period. And, um, and so other avenues of knowing things like revelation or, or, um, instinct or intuition, you know, those don't, those don't get a lot of credit. Um, so, so I think we have to have a kind of a both and sort of approach. I'm open. It, it, I would disagree with people who, because of, uh, they have no faith in science. They, they, you know, it's like the Christian scientists who, interesting name, by the way, right. who, who refuse medicine and, <laughs> and, you know, who don't seek treatment. And you're like, why? I mean, part of inner, part of what God's done is given us the ability to help fix ourselves. He's given us the raw materials hmm. for how to do this. Um, but I'm really open to, to extra sort of medicinal stuff, um, whether it's supplements or vitamins or, and I'm open to the, it's, it's a placebo effect too. I just think there's something you're getting at in the nature of the relationship between science and faith that is represented by sort of the infatuation with essential oils, mm. but, um, but, but is bigger than that. And, and so that's the interesting part of the question yeah. to me is, okay, I, there are a whole bunch of Christians out there who think that, uh, that that's the scientific enterprise is totally compatible with Jesus following. And it's okay. If you think essential oils is beneficial, hmm. I just think the only place we draw a line is to say, um, uh, at some point, the conspiracy theories have to end. You have to live. We realize, you know, we, we re like that, like there are good things that aren't necessarily Christian. And then I imagine working in an intensive care unit, the things that you see are crazy and the things that god has allowed human beings to do um medicinally are pretty immense yeah yep okay yes or no question okay you can only answer yes or no all right do you think perhaps 
during the timeline of biblical times, however okay. you look at that, okay. that the human body could repair itself faster than, than it can now. Someone's asking that? No, I'm asking that. Oh, you're asking that? Yep. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Moving on. And do you know why I think that? I think I think the cancer rates show that we are poisoning ourselves dramatically. I mean, yeah. uh, global warming, uh, what ultraviolet rays do to us now that they didn't used to do to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I just think absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Okay. Number three. Do we really have free will? Yes. If so, how does God know which decision we are going to make? I guess I struggle with the idea of predestination. How can we believe in someone being predestined to be a murderer, rapist, mental health issues, commit suicide, and other bad things in the world? Does that mean if someone commits suicide or does something bad, they have no choice in the matter? I really struggle with the, with this idea. Please help me clarify. Yes, there are some uh, Christian systems of thought that teach exactly that. That everything that happens on earth is God's will, which makes little sense to me about then why Jesus would ask us to pray or teach us to pray, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, if it's already being done. God's will is um, is uh, for for human persons and creation is so clearly seen in Genesis, you know, one and two, Revelation twenty one and twenty two. I think when you when you when the Bible speaks about predestinating, um, it speaks in terms of corporate entities, so communities, kinds of people like Jews and Gentiles, uh, it does not speak of individuals. And so sometimes it'll talk about like there's this, and, and we did a whole podcast, by the way, maybe that's the better way to answer it. We did a, we did a couple of podcasts on does God cause suffering? And uh, we spent some time in Job. We spent some time in some other texts. So you may want to check those out for for a longer answer uh, to your question than this. But but the short answer is no. I don't think God causes people to rape. I don't think it's God's will that people murder. I don't think it's God's will that people get cancer. I think God's will is expressed in in what He created in Genesis one and two, and that everything else is the result of the fall. And 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 as a result of the fall, human beings now are infected with darkness themselves. So we hurt ourselves. We hurt each other. And the, the the scripture acknowledges the existence of some sort of principalities and powers that seek our harm and to seek to oppose uh, the work of God on earth. And so I trace uh, suffering and evil to those uh, instances of fallenness, either fallen selves, fallen people, fallen nature, or fallen principalities and powers. God is not the author of, of evil. The scripture is so clear about that. So our short, my shorthand way of saying this is the scriptures teach that God is good, that evil is evil, and that God is not the author of evil, but can bring redemption from it so well that sometimes he looks like he brought the evil about to get the redemption, but I do not think the scriptures teach he mm. was the author of that evil. Mm. All right. 20. Uh, Whoa. 21. What? Hey, lucky. Okay, uh, last question. Okay. Here we go. What do you do when you really want to get married, but Ooh. it doesn't seem like you're able to meet someone good for you? Ooh. Does God care about this at all? Oh, my goodness. Well, of course God cares about it. Yeah. Absolutely God cares about it. Um, so so for the, the, the second part of the question, does God care? Yes, massively. A, because you do. B, because it's a, an absolutely huge decision that has ramifications. Um, and, and thirdly, because I, I think our picture of God is best derived from the person of Jesus. And, uh, and you saw Jesus care about mothers and sons and, and lepers. And, and I mean, the things that people cared about, Jesus cared about. So does he care about it? Absolutely. In terms of, um, in terms of what it, how do you find someone that's, how did they, how did they word it? 
Find somebody that's good enough. Find, or, yeah, find someone that's good for you. Oh, that's good for you. Boy, that's tricky. Ooh. That's tricky. Uh, in terms of how, I have no idea. Uh, I am so glad I'm, I'm married. Um, I am so glad I do not have to navigate internet dating. I am so glad enough to de- navigate Tinder. Um, I'm so glad. Well, you only go left or right on Tinder, I guess. So if that's too hard, I, no, I just, I mean, just the whole thing, the, the ability to catfish somebody, the, the, you know, I I just think it's a, it's such a different world and the wrong answer is, is, well, just, you know, wait and see or trust or whatever. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, we ask God, we petition God, we annoy God with our requests and our wants and absolutely. But I also think we, we're, we're initiating. So are, do you find yourself in situations where good for you kind of people are, um, there's a, there's an amount of Mm. wisdom there and, and do you have a clear enough identity of who the people are that are good for you that is based not only on what you think, but based on the, the input of other people, what that's not just what you want, but what you would need. And then do you find yourself in proximity of those kinds of people? Um, and, uh, and I think all of that's very, very legit. I'm so sorry you're in this situation. I think human life, um, even, even once you're married will be, uh, surprisingly disappointing. <laughs> and, and the, the, the meeting of God in our disappointment is, is central to, um, the following of Jesus. And, and in other words, um, it's very easy, and I know this is easy for me to say, but it's very easy to think that once you're married, that that kind of that fulfills something that uh, will never itch again or will never never ache again. And I, I don't think that's true. Um, I think marriage is a beautiful, wonderful, awesome thing. I would not give it up. And and if I were single, I would want to be married. Um, but I also wouldn't want you to weight it so heavily that um, you'll be shocked when it doesn't fulfill everything that you thought maybe it would. Hmm. Yep. So that's what I got. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's it for now. I was trying to see if there's any questions from out there. No, no. One, no one's chimed in, but yeah. Well, they're bored. <laughs> um yeah, Rebecca said uh, your welcome was very boring. Okay, so, perfect. Naturally. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we're we're thrilled tuning into the Vox podcast. Uh, if you want sort of deeper, more in depth answers, and you don't want any video uh, feed, <laughs> there you get audio only. So until next time, I hope you have a great great day. Andy, turn us off so I can take put my boxers, put my shorts back on. <laughs> Andy, are we off? <laughs>